Welcome back, everybody, to the Culture Cannon Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Mark. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about your uh, some of your favorite nerdy shows once again. Um, Mark. What's up? The Falcon Winter Soldier episode. Yeah. The finale. It's the season finale. There's going to be spoilers. All right, let me uh, lay down the spoilers first. There's spoilers for Captain Winter Soldier, um, Invincible, the episode seven. And the Mortal Kombat movie. Absolutely. So if you haven't seen any of those, uh, Mortal Kombat excluded, probably go watch those two first. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, so this is the second Marvel show that has come out on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. What do you think? I think it was a pretty excellent show. Uh, way better than WandaVision, uh, without a doubt. All right. Um, can I help you? <laughs> I just... Uh... I don't know. I feel like your dislike for WandaVision. I don't dislike it. I just don't like it as much. All right, that's fair. As Captain Falcon. What's the show called? Captain Falcon. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, that one. Or after the season finale, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Which was I thought was a nice touch. That changed the the title scroll. I wonder, are they going to make a season two, or is it just going to be the movie? I think, the, um, I think they're just going to go, they confirmed Captain America 4, which I'm sure Anthony Mackie will be playing Captain America, as we've seen um, in the season finale. But I'm, they'll probably just continue whatever story they left off in with Captain America 4. I don't, they'll probably touch on it in other Marvel properties, as they do, because they're the MCU. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure, like, we might even get, like, a glimpse in Loki, maybe, something... I don't know. Most likely, though, they'll touch on it and a bunch of other properties. There's a bunch of... They still got a bunch of movies slated for this year. I can't wait, dude. I'm such a huge Marvel fan. I swear. <laughs> I've been following them all my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. All right. What were your top moments for the episode? Um. All right. What happened? Oh, uh, probably my favorite uh, moment was uh, Carly getting shot. I thought that was pretty dope. <laughs> Oh, just straight up murder as you, was one of your favorite moments. Yeah. Um. Actually, no. Fuck. I'm trying to remember what all happened. Every time I watch an episode, I always forget what happens like the day after, because it's all such a blur to me. Um. I guess. Let me let me start off with my least favorite. Okay. I don't like the suit. You don't like the suit? I don't like the color scheme. I like the suit. I don't like the color scheme. Red, white, and blue. Well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't like how it's mainly all white. It looks weird. I I don't mind it. I think it differentiates itself from Steve's suit. I like. I think it's a cool design. I like that there's no fucking helmet. <laughs> I hate the fucking helmet so much. It's not like his face looks any better. What? What do you mean his face looks any better? Sorry, the face mask. Oh, I not, thought... Not, not his I actual like, face. Just, I was like, are you just out here insulting Anthony Mackie like no, that, bro? Come I meant on. like the, the mask. It doesn't look any better. It's half a helmet. That's fair. If we're gonna be honest. I don't know, I just think... Face coverings in general don't look great in superhero movies. Like, they never really have. Spider-Man. Spider-Man and Batman. Daredevil. But that's like, like full face covering. Daredevil. That's true. Daredevil's just an exception. Sometimes, somehow we always come back around to Daredevil. <laughs> but no, you're right. Daredevil's mask does look pretty good. Yeah. That's a pretty solid mask. Bullseye. <laughs> oh, this is Daredevil's mask. <laughs> no, he's got the target on his head. God, you're talking about the original Daredevil movie? I'm talking about... No, that's a tattoo. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean from, like, the comics? The comics. 
Yeah. Not that that's any better, but... Not any better, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. What, what were your other worst moments? Since you can't think of any good moments. Uh... I felt like his speech went on too long. It definitely had the right message, and I... It, it wasn't that... I, I'm not gonna say it's too preachy, because, like, the whole show was meant about that message anyways. Yeah. So it's... It's not out of line for him to make that speech. Mm-hmm. I just thought it went on way too long. I think like, a lot longer than it should have. I think I, I agree with you in a certain aspect that it stopped being fluid after a certain point. Yeah. Because it, it was it was going very like it's very well worded. But after a while, like it wasn't as fluid as it was in the beginning, and then we were like, oh okay. Yeah. Oh, I also yeah. like the part where he gave uh, John Walker the pass. Yeah, that was my favorite part too. Where he gave John Walker the pass. I saw the look in his eyes. He yeah. definitely gave John Walker that the nod. Pass. That nod is just like, oh yeah, you should be in jail, but I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> not judge you for it. You helped us with one thing after trying to actually kill me. I'm pretty sure he's had the pass. He has a. Oh yeah, he's a black. He had a black best friend and a black girlfriend. Yeah. So he definitely has the pass already. Yeah. Do you think he uses it when no one's around? When he, only when he's singing rap lyrics in his cars. <laughs> That's the only time he uses it. He feels he still feels guilty enough about it that he doesn't use the pass any other place. Only when he's by himself in the car. He whispers it too. <laughs> he's, he's rapping along to like Kendrick Lamar. And he's just like he's going all out. Um. Oh my gosh. The fights were pretty cool. Like the with, the, were really well with Falcon going toe to toe against helicopters. I think someone who got like their like got their chance to actually like show was Bucky. I feel like in the show, yeah. I feel like in the show we haven't seen a lot of like because we saw Winter Soldier like take down all those guys. We haven't seen a lot of like Bucky get to like shine. Mm-hmm. And I think we got a lot of that in this final episode of Bucky being able to like, yeah, I can kick ass. Mm-hmm. You know. And I, I, I like that. I was like, all right, cool. I think every character kind of got like their like their full circle thing. Everybody got like their cool scene. And I was like, all right. So IGN things. Was it IGN? I don't know, man. I Ooh. thought he said it was IGN. Yeah, apparently IGN gave uh, the finale a 5 out of 10. Do they review shows? I, I thought I they just guess. reviewed games. They should probably stick to reviewing games. Oh. <laughs> Bro. I don't know. I, no, I'm just saying not every Call of Duty can be... <laughs> <laughs> um, Marvel shows are the car are the Call of Duty of television. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's probably in line with them to review it. Um, another one of my favorite scenes is watching uh, Falcon uh, save the save one of the police officers from a helicopter crash by just like shielding him with his wings. That was cool. That, that, was, that was really dope. That yeah. you, you see the shield in the middle and then his wings like as like a reinforced shield and just completely like blocks a car. Like just absolutely. Yeah. That's another thing. The new wings are used very well. Like he utilized like whenever he's fighting Carly and he stands his ground. I was like, that's cool. Like they dug right into the fucking ground and like he like didn't move. And I was like, all right, that's, yeah. that's pretty dope. And just he uses his shield very creatively. Which I think is really like that scene where he uh, he gets the dude out of the helicopter, the the flag smasher. He launches him out of the helicopter by throwing the shield first, and then charging through with the wings and knocking him out of the helicopter. That was that was smooth. That was a smooth scene. I um, like that. Yeah, I, there's not that many other. Oh, I guess the scenes with Isaiah towards the end. Those mm-hmm. were pretty 
emotionally powerful. Yeah, now that I did like that. Now that we're on the top, that, that that's one of my top scenes. Okay, I was actually crying. No, yeah, it definitely brought like, tears it, to my eyes. It made me cry. I was like, that's that's really good. Like him, him having like a place in the Smithsonian right next to like like basically the person that he's just kind of like the stupid white dude that overshadowed me. I was like made to replicate this dude, and I. What did I get for it? So it's nice that his history wasn't erased, and it's like immortalized permanently in the Smithsonian. That's that that was really meaningful, and I was like, this is fantastic. And I like I actually started crying. Like I was like, this is this is really good. Yeah. Um, another one. I know you said you don't like the suit. One of my top moments was when he when we first get like the full suit reveal. He flies through that window, and I was like, that's. Yeah, he looks pretty goofy. <laughs> I mean. Most superhero suits look goofy. Yeah. Let's be 100% real here. Yeah. It's it's grown men running around. And Not Daredevil. Even Daredevil's suit looks pretty goofy. No, I don't think so. I think so. No. Oh. I think all superhero suits look inherently goofy. But I think, no, I don't, I I think, think so. growing up with so many superhero properties, we're just kind of like, okay. Nah. You don't think so? No. <laughs> um, I did have some... Also, a character that I really did grow to like a lot more was Sharon. I think Sharon and her big reveals, the power broker, which was reveal, air quotations. It was pretty obvious from, like, the first episode she was in. It wasn't for me. It wasn't obvious to me until she fucking... Oh, that's another favorite scene of mine. Until she fucking, like, put acid in that one guy's car. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that was pretty brutal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sharon is, like, embracing her full, like, super spy. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what she is. She's just like a super spy, super powerful person, which is cool. That's cool. Um, I mean, because we no longer have like a Black Widow in the MCU, which sucks. But like we have like these other strong like female characters that have been introduced. Like um, a couple episodes back, we got introduced to Madame Hydra, which in the comic books, she like, she's really big, like higher up in S.H.I.E.L.D. And she like, uh, she basically forms like a, her own team. Also, one of my, uh, bringing me, like, another, Zemo straight up blowing up the truck full of the rest of the Flag Smashers. I thought that was really from funny. the raft, <laughs> his butler's just like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> and then he just, he, he looks so pleased with himself after just laying back in bed, reading his book. He's like, all right, cool. No, no more super soldiers. I thought that was funny. I, like, I thought the, it was hilarious. The the officer hints at them that like they're gonna set them free. Yeah, they, and they just blow up like a few seconds later. Yeah, no, they definitely uh, try to make us feel like uh, like we're gonna see them again. Yeah, like 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 they're gonna make it out somehow, and then they just don't. They get they get blown up. Like they are gone. Um, but no, it was. I think it was a solid finale. I think it really closed up a lot of stuff. Uh. That speech, like you said, I think it was really good. It was really there was a lot of meaningful stuff yeah. that they were setting up. Um, another thing is just that I don't think I don't think the GRC would react that way. <laughs> no. I, like just knowing from history, they definitely would not just be like, "All right, you're right, Falcon. You're, we should change our ways." Yeah, no. In reality, they don't care. in reality, they would not have listened to him. Yeah, they would not. They would have just been like. Fuck you. Yeah, sure. Just like winking at each other, just like, yeah, we'll listen to you. And then just going about their business for the rest of the time. Doing whatever they were going to do anyway. Yeah. Which really sucks. Fuck the GRC. Yeah. But I mean, whatever. I mean, probably just like real life government, you know? Like when something is like protested, they'll like stop it for like a second. 
Yeah. And then like give it like a week, and they're just like, okay, we're passing the bill again. But he, sure he's died down. I'm pretty sure that's gonna happen in Most the MCU likely. still. Most likely. Like they're just gonna pull some other bullshit that that'll be a problem for everybody. Yeah. And one thing I do like about um, this is probably gonna be one of the most grounded Marvel shows that we see this year. What do you mean? Let's let's look at our our spectrum of Marvel shows for a sec. We got WandaVision. Okay. Super mystical. A lot of lot of like reality warping shit. Mm. And then after Falcon Winter Soldier, we have Loki, which is literally him like going through different time periods. And then we have like an actual like political drama, you know, so definitely the most realistic and grounded one that we got, which I think they did really well with, because I feel like tackling themes of like race and stuff in Loki doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I'm glad they took the opportunity with Falcon Winter Soldier, a more grounded uh, property okay to tell these stories and I was like okay cool also I really like the comic book accurate costumes because not only did Sam get a comic book accurate costume but so did John Walker at the end of the episode he gets like a comic book accurate US agent yeah US outfit, agent and it looks exactly like the comic book which is, I mean it's just like the black suit it's basically the suit he had before just like in all black which I thought was I, I was like okay this is they're doing a really good job this yeah. is great what do you think what do you what do you think the future of the MCU holds for these characters? For these characters specifically? Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't think that far ahead when it comes to Marvel movies. They just kinda do shit. And, and that's really that's where you need me to defer because I've got nothing but the stuff in my brain constantly. Um head empty. <laughs> just Marvel. You fucking bitch. Um <laughs> I don't know. Oh, one of my favorite scenes is uh, Bucky breaking up with the old man. Oh my god. I guess we could talk about that. So uh, Bucky finally tells the dad that he's fucking, that he killed his son. And uh, it breaks the old man's heart. It's it's definitely a very touching scene as well. It's very, uh, it's definitely, we get to see, because it's obviously something hard that Bucky knows he has to do. And it's just, it's a real heartbreaking scene. And, and then we see, like, at the very end, Bucky goes back to the restaurant where he go with this old man every Wednesday, I think it was. And he just sees him eating with the girl that he went on a date with in, like, the second episode. And it's just real, it's real touching. He just walks away. Because you can tell he wants to go in. But he's like, his, his business is done here. Like, he doesn't have anything else to do. Yeah. Also, Bucky's invited to the barbecue, guys. Bucky is an honorary one of us. He's Bucky's, <laughs> one of us. <laughs> Bucky can hang. Bucky can come to the barbecue. They really, they really had him partying, bro. He brought cake. Yeah. He was, he was hanging out. A little crawfish boil. Was he the only white guy there? Most likely. I didn't see another white person. I don't remember seeing another one. Yeah, that's all I got for the episode. Do you have anything else? I just, I just, I just want to. I'm excited. It makes me excited. For the future of these shows because these shows have the quality of movies just spanned out for like six episodes yeah and that's that's great because a lot of the, my issues a lot of the mcu shows they don't have the time like even when like it's like a three-hour movie like in game they're juggling so many different characters that even still some characters get left behind so i hope we get this treatment for a lot of other characters like even like like characters we don't get to see all the time characters that have been overlooked in the mcu that don't dead Ned, you want a you want a Ned solo series? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't Marvel, make it happen. We want a Ned solo series. Don't make it happen. <laughs> I take it back. 
Um, like the Guardians. The Guardians kind of got like overlooked completely in those last like two movies. Like they had like, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's my running opinion that the Guardians were mishandled in the MCU. Well, they're gonna get because Thor: Love and Thunder. He's basically one of the Guardians, right? Yeah. See, and that's why I'm excited to see. So I'm hoping they do more stuff with the Guardians and in, in those movies. But I really would like to. I don't know. The Guardians, I feel like, still have a lot of potential, and then they're not living up to it because of Avengers, Infinity War and Endgame specifically. I feel like the Guardians deserve more. They're also just, I like their whole ragtag dynamic. It's a really cool group for me. I know a lot of people are just like indifferent about the Guardians. I really enjoy them. I'd love to see more. I like them, yeah. Speaking of Thor Love and Thunder, actually, um, Russell Crowe. Uh, Maximus Aurelius from Gladiator, he was cast as Zeus for th in Thor: Love and Thunder. I've never, I've never seen Gladiator. You've never seen Gladiator? No, I don't mm -hmm. know what that is. Mark, every time we do this, you tell me you haven't seen a really good movie, and it stresses me out. Well, I'm sorry. We need to sit and watch Gladiator now. But he's playing Zeus, which makes everybody believe that Hercules could be showing up in Thor: Love and Thunder. And Hercules is like a canon MCU character. Like him and him and Thor have like a bromance. Like they're like Thor has said on several occasions that they're like brothers, and it's really cute. And I want to see that happen. I need to see that happen. I'm whatever about it because I've never seen Gladiator. We're gonna watch Gladiator. Sure. <laughs> um, what else? What are we on? Thor. Thor? No, I mean we. Not really. <laughs> okay. I don't want to talk about Thor. Uh, Thor's alright. Do we have anything else to say about Falcon? Um, just. That I'm excited to see where the character goes. We have a new Captain America in town, guys, and it, I'm really excited about it. I think there's so much potential for these characters still. Yeah. Like, especially because the whole power broker thing, uh, at the end of the show, Sharon gets um, completely pardoned. She gets her place back in the government as, like, a higher-ranking agent, and she's the power broker, so that just opens her to even more power and even more trading. She immediately, like... Not even off of the building. Just calls to <laughs> say, even hey, I'm going to sell you guys some illegal shit Seriously, right now. Seriously, not even off of the premises. She's just like, hey, um, yeah, so I'm back in the U.S. Got a lot of uh, government prototypes, some government secrets to sell. Just uh, hit me up, all right? Just like a drug dealer on Snapchat. <laughs> just, just call and let everybody know. But, yeah. No, I'm... Yeah, man, solid episode. I want to say 9 out of 10. I don't know if I give it that high. I'm, I'm giving it a nine out of ten. I'm giving it an eight. Cause that was it was a really good conclusion. A lot of things wrapped up pretty neatly. I, a lot of things wrapped up really. It it did better for concluding all the stuff than WandaVision did for me. Cause like I think WandaVision's finale was like seven point five out of ten. It just it had a lot of cool stuff about it that I really enjoyed, but overall it just lacked for me i love seeing scarlet witch like at like wanda as the scarlet witch like full power that was really cool yeah vision in a turtleneck that made like half those points for me i was like all right i see you but yeah definitely not had done for me that was great the social relevance that they touched on the character development even like the the mental health issues that they touched on just with ptsd with Bucky, and not only Bucky, with John. Like, it's very clear that John has PTSD from his tours in Afghanistan. Yeah. And they, they touch on, they don't elaborate on it quite as much, but it's very clear that that's what's happening. And it, they just did a fantastic job talking about these, like, heavy topics in a way that 
we could understand a little bit better and relate to. But yeah, no, 9 out of 10. Episode was great. And another great episode is this new episode of Invincible. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Things went pretty south really quick. This new episode of Invincible is insane. Like, actually. We get minor insane stuff. We'll start. Um, apparently, Amber knew that Mark was invincible the whole time and just didn't care. Okay, so that kind of makes her shitty. I'm, I'm back in, like, kind of hating on her now. Yeah. That's, that's kind of fucked, because that was his whole reason of, like, being shitty. Like, yeah. if he would have known that she knew, he probably would have been a lot better. Yeah. So yeah. she kind of fucked him on that. That's kind of like, she played mind tricks with him. It's kind of like the thing where, like, girls will send, like, another girl to see if their boyfriend will cheat on them. Like, that's kind of... That's, I can understand the, the thinking, but that's still kind of fucked. Yeah, see, my thing about it is, like... And I haven't read the comics at all, so I don't know what what's going on in the future, which is why I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to kind of stay that way. I just bought kind of... I just bought the... one of the compendiums. <laughs> so I'm gonna... I'm gonna be you're pretty ahead of the game pretty all soon. The spoilers. Yeah. Uh, but I, my thing is, Amber, if she knew... Why is she so mad at him? Like, there's different... Like, he missed dinner with your mom to save people's lives, you know? And if you knew, just break up with him. Just break up with him. Like, at this point, it's just... Like, you're just getting angry with him. Just tell him that you know. And either break up with him. See, I'm... That's the thing, because in the previous episode, she got mad at him for leaving. Yeah. But he saved their lives. Yeah, and she was like, I've known for weeks. And I'm just like... What? Yeah. <laughs> you've known for weeks and that just that was so frustrating yeah. I was just like so you knew exactly what was happening it's I don't know and like the trauma that Mark <laughs> Mark in the last episode Mark watched a cyborg dude murder himself after seeing his reflection that's that's pretty messed up yeah and she was just like you ran away and I'm just like come on really like seriously it's uh yeah it's really confusing on what she's all upset about I mean, there are definitely things that she can get upset no, about. absolutely. But she hasn't made it clear is yeah. the problem. And so I, she's just setting herself up to just... It's fucking weird. I don't understand. Yeah. And I get that she's upset because Mark lied about being invincible. But, like, that's, again... It's kind of a big deal. My thing is, like, they're dating. Like, yeah. they've only been dating for, like, a couple weeks. Yeah. You know? It's not like... They're not, like, married and he didn't tell her. Yeah, but at the same time, they're high schoolers. Yeah. So I guess... I guess it's like a... Yeah. You know, I mean, she knows anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was just, that plot point was just... I was just like, come on, really? Yeah. And I know that's a lot of people's just frustration. Um, next up, our boy Mr. Robot. Um, we discover is literally just a... He's the fucking thing from... Uh, what's it called? Not Minority Report. The Schwarzenegger movie, where, where he fucking Total Recall. Total Recall. He's literally that fucking thing in the dude's stomach. Yeah. No. Seriously. Yeah. So Mr. Robot's straight up just some guy who's extremely deformed and can't like breathe human air. So he lives in like a pod and he basically drone remote controls his robot suit. Yeah. And we discover that, and we discover that this whole thing that he's been doing, working with the Mahler twins was to create a new body from DNA that he stole from Rex. Of all people. You know, of all people he stole from Rex. And I was like, at first I was just like, okay, it's the nearest available DNA that he could get. And then he explains it and it gets weird. 
Yeah. It gets weirder than it already is because he, he clones Rex, essentially, and puts his brain in Rex's body as a child. Yeah. And then his explanation is, because he did it all for Monster Girl. That and so he could survive, obviously. But he yeah. did it mostly for Monster Girl so he could have some kind of human connection. And he's just like, I... I put myself into your body because I know that she thought you were hot. Like, basically. Essentially, yeah. Essentially, I'm just like, oh, that's, that's fucked up. That's not, that's not good. And, and I was just like, man, this is a, a mess. So I'm excited to see how that gets resolved. I, I predict that I don't think little Rex is going to survive. I think something's going to happen to Robot and he's going to have to go back. He's gonna have to figure something. He might even transfer his brain into like one of his actual robots and just have them on like reserves and just be able to like switch it out over like kind of like I, don't, I can't really think of it right now, but just kind of switch it between each drone. I think that's the way he's gonna play that one out. Cause I just, I feel like this whole like Rex thing I don't think it's gonna last. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just know that it's better than the subplot that I thought was gonna happen, where Rex becomes a pedophile. Cause that definitely. Yeah, that was weird. It yeah. really foreshadowed that Rex was like into Monster Girl. Like it's like weird. Like it's, yeah. And I was just like, I think the whole Monster Girl thing is complicated because she's like a twenty-year-old trapped in the body of like a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's problematic. I think I think my problem stemmed from when Robot notices that like Rex is looking at Monster Girl with, uh, I guess, some lust. And he which... and he confronts him. And he's just like, yeah. um, hey. No fraternizing with teammates, which, A, already weird. Yeah. She's in the body of a 13-year-old. Don't care how old her mind is, she's in the body of a 13-year-old. And then Rex is essentially like, I could fuck whoever I want. I'm just like, it's oh, like, that's not the that's situation not you said it. That's not... I'm like, I get that you're just trying to be a cocky asshole, but maybe word your shit better. Yeah, maybe maybe don't do that after you looked at the 13-year-old girl. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see how that gets um, resolved because Rex didn't seem very happy about his body getting cloned without his permission. Yeah. Neither did any of the Guardians. They were all really uncomfortable. They were just like, this is... Which is... Imagine, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's an uncomfortable situation to be in. Mm -hmm. They're all just like, oh, our leader cloned himself with one of our teammates' DNA to date one of our younger um, individuals. Um, that's weird. Yeah. Incredibly weird. And kind of creepy. Borderline creepy. It's pretty creepy, yeah. No, it's not borderline. It is creepy. You're right. It's complicated as well. It's very complicated. Because they're both, they're both within their yeah, own both, age mentally. Yeah, they're both have, like, the the minds of 20-year-olds. And but I guess now, now they have physically. The, the bodies of, like, preteens. Mm -hmm. Which is... And now Robot wants to cure Monster Girl. So she doesn't keep... Like de-aging every time she transforms. Yeah, because that's the thing is that which is a noble thing. But my thing is, so when she, if he gets her to change back into being a twenty-year-old, is he gonna just go age himself up in one of those pods again? Yeah, to be with her. I don't know what. And then there'll just be a straight-up Rex clone. I don't know what the plan is. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a lot. Yeah, but going moving forward with the like the big holy shit moments in this episode. Omni-Man goes all out. Yeah. And the the Global Protection Network, or whatever the the group that Cecil leads is called, is not pulling punches. They, they, they just pull every stop to stop Omni-Man. And that shit wasn't working. Yeah. So, 
a list of a couple things that Omni-Man just tanks. <laughs> just without any kind of anything. Because now everybody, now Omni-Man knows that Cecil's on to him. He knows that Cecil knows that he murdered all the Guardians. And it's just fucked. We also find out that Omni-Man does have an ulterior motive as to why he but, did it. Because he, he does, in this episode, it does show that he seems, like, remorseful. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he wanted to do yeah, it. Yeah, and he says, he says, I didn't want to do it. it. It was, like, his duty. It was something he had to do. But he still doesn't explain anything. He doesn't explain anything. <laughs> he still leaves no. everybody in the dark, including his wife that already confronted him. Exactly. And his big thing right now is telling Mark. Yes. He wants Mark to know above anything else. And he wants to talk. He wants a chance to talk to Mark before just, you know, everybody tells him that his dad's a fucking monster. Yeah. Which he kind of sees firsthand. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's getting real good. Like, we're getting into the thick of this. And... I, I think it has something to do with, like, the whole Viltrumite thing. Like, maybe the Viltrumites aren't, you know... Peacekeepers. Peacekeepers. Yeah. Because anybody, most of the time, anybody that actually calls themselves a peacekeeper isn't a peacekeeper. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, a race of aliens that go to planets to just keep the peace seems a little sketch. Yeah. It seems a little sketchy in general. So definitely, there's definitely some Viltrumite stuff going on there, and I feel like he's gonna try to rope Mark into it, and Mark's just gonna be like, nope. Yeah, but this episode is pretty much filled with just the, the whatever. I'm gonna call him GRC from fucking Captain Falcon now, because I I keep forgetting their name. Yeah. Um, they basically they have the fucking hammer from Gears of War. <laughs> That barely does anything the to stop them. Dawn. Essentially, yeah. Seriously. They they bring fucking Cthulhu to come fight uh, Omni Man, which he's fought before, but now they fucking put him on steroids. They put him on steroids and removed his pain receptors. <laughs> and, and they pissed it off to the point where it blames Omni Man. So, so Omni just has a vengeance against him now. So Omni Man is just fighting this kaiju and losing. Like, he's not yeah. doing good. But they. So literally, he tanks an explosion from the house across the way that was basically just built so they could monitor him because they've been monitoring him since he killed the Guardians. Yeah. Um, he kills Bobby Hill, Cecil's right-hand man. Yeah, that was unfortunate. That sucked. Yeah. That was tough. And so um, he blew up the house on him, and he just stood there, tanked it completely. Yeah. So after that happened, they try to blast him with the hammer of dawn from space was just a giant space laser from a satellite and he just destroys that and he just destroys that and just makes him more angry and then cecil goes and <laughs> pesters him basically <laughs> that, that scene was pretty tough you just see cecil just teleporting when omni man strikes he's at any point best to save time and he's playing with fire bro because <laughs> like he grabs his tie at one point and I'm like oh my god yeah. if he catches him any inches closer he's dead yeah like cecil's dead so he's just teleporting around and he's just like fuck 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 <laughs> and it's just it's 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 good scenes because they're so tense yeah like all these scenes are super tense scenes because we're just seeing omni man at like his full like anger and rage and it's pointed back towards the humans, and you're just like, oh no, this is bad. Like, every anti-Superman, <laughs> like, Injustice Superman stuff we've seen, yeah. we're, we're kind of getting another glimpse of it in Omni-Man. And it's just buck wild. Yeah. And we get, we get immortal returns. <laughs> he gets revived the by the... Dead, the Mahler twins. Yeah. Yeah, the Mahler twins bring back immortal by 
sewing his head back onto his body, and then he heals. And all he can remember is his last images of Omni-Man murdering him. And so he goes into a full rage moment. And so while Mark shows up and tries to help his dad fight the kaiju that the GRC, Cecil, put there to kill him, um, Immortal shows up and starts beating the shit out of Omni-Man for revenge because Omni-Man killed him. Yeah. And we just see just pure rage, and it's a solid fight. Like, they're just going back and forth. Like, you can tell that Immortal's almost on the same level as Omni-Man. Not quite there, because Omni-Man still wins this fight. And so, and everybody's recording. Then there's news, copters everywhere, and they, we see Omni-Man cut Immortal in half after shoving his hand through his, like, abdomen. Yeah. And it's a brutal scene, and the world is watching. And we get everybody's react, like, all the sub-characters, we get their reactions. We get Mark's best friend, William, we get his reaction. We get Amber's reaction. And it's just like, holy shit. And most importantly, we get Mark's reaction because he's right there watching as his father just kills a man. Just destroys this man. Yeah. And I'm just, it's, and that's where it leaves us. Yeah. We, it, we, it, it ends with Omni-Man uh, pretty much saying, Mark, I have to t I have to tell you all about this. And then it just cuts and off. And then it cuts to no, black. No post credit scene like all the other episodes. So it leads me to believe that we might get, be getting a season finale pretty soon. I'm sure. If, if I, not the next episode. Then uh, probably the one after. Yeah, for sure. Let me see how many episodes are in season one. Yes. Yep. Yep. Eight episodes. Eight episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So that we're we're coming up in the season finale for that as well, which I hope is a little bit longer, so we get as much information as we possibly can. Yeah. Because that's that season that left us. That's a good place to for, to pick up on a season finale right there. Holy shit. And I, I have a feeling it's going to leave us with a bunch of questions as well as answers, and we're just going to be even more excited for season two. Because I'm, this show is getting me real hyped. Yeah, I saw. Okay, so on that note, I, I read the Invincible comic I bought, which is okay. I'm pretty sure it's the first issue. Um, and I was reading one of the, the, the writer's notes, um, and they said that they're pretty much, they're trying to stay faithful. Uh, with the show, they're trying to stay faithful to the comics, mm -hmm. but they still want to surprise even the people that read the comics. Okay. So even though I'm going to read one of the compendiums, I I think from what they said, they're going to they're gonna throw a few surprises that aren't in the comics. Which is good, because that's what yeah. Amazon does that quite often, because they did that with the boys. They, yes. When they adapted the boys, they, they put in a lot of stuff that wasn't in the comics, so it could surprise the fans as well. Yeah. Because they don't just want to, they don't want to just do like a... Like a Zack Snyder, Watchmen, like, faithful adaptation. They want their own adaptation that will still surprise the people even that read the comics. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Because they, they still stay true to the source material, but they like adding their own stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's great. I, I like it. Because especially in a comic book, when you're adapting it to a TV show, it's very different. Because you have to... There's a lot more you can do in a comic book. There's a lot more you can show. So for a TV show, it's still got to fit that narrative. So I think they're doing a fantastic job adapting it. Oh, definitely. And I'm this season finale is going to be instant. What do you think is going to happen this season finale? Um, I definitely believe that Mark is going to side against Omni Man. I see no way because he's still he's still pretty naive. So no matter no matter what Omni Man says, if if uh, if Mark even has the chance to talk to his mom, mm -hmm. he's going to side with his mom. 
Yeah. Which is definitely against Omni Man. Yeah. She's poor Debbie. Yeah. Debbie went through it this last episode because she just found out her husband's a murderer. And now everybody's trying to murder him. And it's just, it's a whole mess. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think that, I think it's going to be a heartbreaking episode. Because mm -hmm. clearly Omni Man cares about his son. Yes. Like, he, he loves his son, like, genuinely. Even his wife, too. He loves his family, yeah. like, in general. Like, Debbie and Mark are, like, his entire world. But he has, like, the sense of duty for something else, uh, clearly, that he's super conflicted about. Yeah. So if it does come down to it, I think Mark's going to stand against his dad. Like, maybe his dad fights the Guardians or something, like the new Guardians, because they don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Mark's gonna come to blows, with his, and it's, it's gonna be heartbreaking to watch because, like, his dad doesn't want to fight him. But he, we've also seen that Omni Man has a temper. Yeah. So if he loses control and just beats, because Mark's strong, but he's not as strong as Omni Man, not yet at least. Yeah. So it's I just think we're we're in for a real heartbreak, heart wrenching episode with a whole lot of new character stuff. Or hopefully we learn why he decided. Maybe we'll get like a flashback for Omni Man. Like, back on Viltrum and, like, his whole mission on Earth. Like, an actual flashback, which I think would be cool. But it's it's definitely going to some places. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be a happy ending, I don't think. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have a happy ending for anyone here. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to... I think the, the sub-characters that we focused on, so, like, Robot and stuff like that, I think that we're going to take a back seat in the season finale. And probably get... If we do get anything, it'll be towards the end of the episode, like, setting up for next season. But I think other than that, they're probably going to take a back seat. Unless, like, something really happens and they do end up battling Omni-Man and one of them, like, dies, which would suck. Imagine, um, Black Samson dying after he gets his powers back. Yeah, that'd be... Yeah. Really they're definitely not shy to kill off characters, no. so anything could happen. No, absolutely not. Bring back Battle Cat to fight Omni-Man. All right. Nope. Battle Cat, that giant cat with the axe that almost oh, killed Mark. yeah. Bring him back to fight Omni-Man. That's a worthy fight right there. You know what? He'd love that. I don't think so. You don't think... He, he still almost got his ass beat, too. Oh, true. He had a retreat. True. You're right. And he framed it as, oh, you guys are too weak for me. <laughs> it's like, dude, you got your ass whooped by a bunch of teenagers. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really ramping up to be a good season finale, which we will go over next week. Definitely. In the show. Real fun one. Uh, but yeah, no, my, one of my highlights for that entire episode was the, the finisher... The Mortal Kombat finisher that he performed on Immortal, yeah. which moves us on to our next topic. Yeah. The Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, we're fresh off of just watching it, and uh, we're going against the tide of everybody hating on it. Yeah. It's, it's really fun, actually. I thought it was, I thought it was great. I, I enjoyed it. I feel, I feel the same way I feel about it that I feel about Godzilla vs. Kong, because I went in with mid to low expectations, and I was like, this is great. This is and it was pretty faithful to the source it was material pretty, as well. No, it did a great job. Like, it didn't really shy away from anything. It told the story. Like, they took some liberties, obviously, because it's an adaptation. Like, yeah. it's a movie. I mean, they did better adapting it than, like, the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, video game movies have come very far. Yeah. And much like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which I'll rave about for the rest of my life. I've still never seen it. It's good. Okay. It's good. It's entertaining. I'll take your word for it. We're gonna watch that too. Uh, but it's it's good. No, it's fantastic. We get classic characters like Sony Blade, Jax, Liu Kang. 
We get a lot of niche characters from like the older games, like the like from Deadly Alliance and Armageddon. We get Natara, the vampire lady. Yeah. Uh, we get Riku or Riku that's from Mortal Kombat Four Gold, which is he's a fucking useless character in that, but it's okay because they kill them off anyways. Yeah. Uh, they're essentially like characters they bring from the older games just to kill off. And it's done in the most brutal way, and I love it. No, it, absolutely. They brought, they really dug deep into like the Mortal Kombat archives. Yeah. To find, they weren't just like, all right, we're pulling popular characters. Yeah. They dug deep, like into the Mortal Kombat world to find these characters that were like, all right, if we're gonna kill anybody off, let's do it. Yeah. Because they, have, they definitely have enough characters to like work with sequels. Yeah, definitely. So they were just like, all right, let's let's work with what we got. Let's set the characters, and this is what they're fighting. Yeah. They kept it very simple. There was no convoluted plot. They even simplified some of the stuff just to save time, which I thought was, I understand why they did it. I just thought it was weird. Like the Arcana stuff. I liked Mark. it. I think it's, it's a way better explanation than just they fucking have superpowers. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's, that's the thing because each character has like their own like backstory. Like it's they have essentially like, their... like getting quirks in fucking My Hero. That's essentially what happened. Like they just got quirks. In real life? Like, are you mean like in the video game? What? No, I'm talking about oh, the movie. The movie, yeah. They no, basically, basically explained it that way. Yeah, no, that's seriously what it is. Like, they train hard enough, because they, in the movie, as opposed to the video game, because in the video game, they all have their own backstories, they all get their powers in different ways. Yeah. And in the movie, they simplify it down, and they all have, they're born with them, they gain a mark for the Mortal Kombat tournament, and they, with this mark, they can unlock superpowers, basically. Yeah. So that's how Jax gets his well. Jax gets his metal arms after being having them destroyed by Sub Zero in a yeah. brutal scene. Like he he destroys his arms. Yeah. So we have we have a Bihan as Sub Zero, which is which later turns into Noob Saibot, uh pretty much after this movie. Yeah, which they they set up pretty well. Yeah. And um, it's uh, and he is one of the main antagonists. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was a pretty. I, well, I don't want to say unique because Bihan is an antagonist yeah. of the games, anyways. Um, but I thought it was cool that they didn't make Scorpion like the main villain because that's yeah. what they tend to do. Yeah, that's Scorpion being the main villain usually comes just because he's like another Realmer. He's yeah. kind of just like I hate you. Like he's just pure rage. Yeah. So it's it's nice to see. I like what they did. I think the, the story, roles were reversed. Yeah. yeah, the story they told was very nice. I think the casting was done really well. I think all the characters did fine. Yeah. I was hating on a couple characters at first, but then the more we watched the movie, they were definitely growing on me. Yeah. Uh, the humor in this movie mostly came from Kano. Kano, uh, Kano definitely like was probably the best part of Mortal Kombat. The actor definitely had fun playing him. Yeah. And he did a good job like interpreting him. Yeah. No, Kano just being an Australian asshole who doesn't give a fuck about anyone but himself. Yeah. Who cares about his reputation? Just toxic masculinity embodied in a person. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> and he did a great job. No, he, he had some great lines. Like, he, like his, he, like he was very human about it. Yeah. Like Liu Kang meets them in the desert and he touches me. He goes, "The fuck?" <laughs> he's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. He's very, he's very much human. Yeah. In this like crazy world of like warriors and fucking monks. Yeah. Like, which a lot of these characters are. Yeah. But not a lot of them act like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, like Jax and Sonya Blade are just kind of okay with everything that happens. They're just like, oh. Yeah. They're okay. They're kind of whatever to it. Like, they don't question it, but Kano's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's just like, you guys have 
superpowers. Like, why is nobody else talking about this? I'm just like, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Which uh, we get introduced to. So something the Mortal Kombat movie also did is they made their own character. Yes. So Cole Young is kind of our main character. Uh, he's not in the games that I know of, at least. No. Mark, you, you know a lot more about Mortal Kombat than I do. No, I think I'm pretty sure he's an original character. He doesn't really derive from anybody. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, but he's... Um, that's how they kind of tie in Scorpion, is he's like a descendant of Scorpion. And he's like born with the mark. It's like passed down. Because Scorpion had the mark back in 1617, but Sub-Zero kills him. And so he goes another realm. And so he has a surviving daughter, and the mark is just passed down from generation to generation. Instead of just showing up randomly. Mm -hmm. So Cole was born with the mark. He thinks it's the birthmark until Jax finds him. Uh, and it's a cool character. Like, he's just like an MMA like fighter who gets yeah. lust into this world. Um, and it's cool. It's, yeah. it's, the only thing is that his... Uh, I'm not a big fan of his, his arcana. I thought... It was okay. I thought it was cool. I thought they designed it very well. So basically, Cole's power is he gets like a like a like a body armor, like a body armor suit. Yeah. Similar to if you've seen uh, Man with the Iron Fist, Dave Bautista's like brass skin in that movie. But it's literally just like unbreakable from what we've seen. Body armor, and it's it's cool. Like it looks really. That's the thing. The designs in this look really good. They did a good job designing these characters. Yeah, I like the effects a lot. Like, the, they did a great job. The ice effects alone for Sub-Zero, fantastic. Yeah. They did a great job. But it's just, it's really good. But the liberties that they did decide to take on adapting the movie, they did really well. And they created a fun movie. They stayed simple with the story. They didn't, like, pull any complex stuff. They didn't need to. Like, it's a movie about, it's a tournament where people fight each other. Yeah. With different powers. It's like I said on and the last stuck with it. On the last episode, it definitely was just them having fun with the source material. Exactly. And it, it made a fun movie. And that and that's what I think they're shooting for. Because after a year of being in a pandemic, these writers are just we need to give people something they enjoy. Yeah. They're not just they're not just like, okay, we need this big convoluted plot. No. Kong versus Godzilla. Monkey versus lizard. Cool fights. Explosions. That's what you get. Yeah, this is definitely not the year I want to see another parasite and be reminded that, you know what, maybe this should be my last day on Earth. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what, capitalism is a problem. <laughs> but yeah, no, we get these fun movies that are just fantastic. It's like Mortal Kombat is like something that a lot of people, like our age, were just raised on. Yeah. And these movies are, like over generations, these games have like passed through generations of people that have, like, like when you think fighting game, that's like one of the top fighting games you think of. Yeah. It's Mortal Kombat. And so they're able to adapt it again after the shitty movies that came out in the 90s. Mm -hmm. um, so they're real, able to readapt it for a new audience and do a good job. Like, they did a great job. Yeah, Scorpion they definitely did, was, yeah. Scorpion's story was good. They didn't focus on it. But it was definitely like a subplot that came back around at the end of the movie. Yeah. And, did a fan, and landed fantastically. Yeah. Like, they stuck the landing with that so well. Yeah. And he gets his revenge on Sub-Zero, and that's it. And it works. Yeah, and they definitely didn't shy away from the fatalities. There were a lot of oh, brutal yeah. scenes. No, the rated R is definitely earned yes. in this. And there's a lot of like references to the game. There's a lot of, like, finish him. Or literally at one point, I think, like, Kung Lao says flawless victory yep. after doing a finisher. And it's so, it's so cheesy and campy, but it works because we know what Mortal Kombat is. Yeah. And it's, it's perfect.
just a really good movie. We definitely, if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. It's a fun movie to watch. It definitely is. And it's just, I'm excited because there's, I'm, they have enough characters to do sequels to these movies. At the end of the movie... They um, definitely tease the sequel, yeah. They de- absolutely. At the end of the movie, Raiden's just like, all right, now you guys have to go find these other champions. And Cole, our main character, it was just like, I'm going to Hollywood. Which, obviously, one of the main characters in the Mortal Kombat franchise is Johnny Cage, who's yeah. a, like, canonically a movie star. What characters do you want to see in future movies, Mark? I would like to see... I would like to see more, like, Netherrealm characters. Because mm-hmm. um, I know they brought, like, Natara, which she's from fuck some other fucking realm. Yeah. That I don't remember. Um, they can maybe bring in some of the more modern characters, like... Uh, uh, Devora and all that. Mm-hmm. I want to see them like pull out crazy ass costumes for like these otherworldly characters. Like they brought they brought a CGI reptile, which, which was good, which turned out really well. It was okay. I thought it looked cool. I wasn't a big I wasn't the biggest fan of like it just being like just a fucking reptile. Mm-hmm. Which I, I get why they would do that because that's simplifying it, the character basically. Yeah. Um, but like seeing what costume they could pull off to do like a reptilian humanoid, yeah. that that'd be pretty cool to see. Yeah, um, no, for sure. I think that I think there's a lot of characters I want to see. Actually, Shao Kahn should definitely Shao be in the next Khan, movie. Uh, like you said, a lot of the outer world characters would be super cool. To, we we get like more outer world stuff. Yeah. Because we kind of stuck to like Earth and like Shang Tsung's place mm-hmm. and Raiden's temple, and that was kind of like where we stayed. Yeah. So if we get more outer world stuff, we can be introduced to like Aaron Black. We can be introduced to Kotal Khan. Like, if we get thrown into this conflict between Shao Kahn and Kotal Kahn, and we get that fight from, like, the more recent... Because the games, the story in the more recent games, phenomenal. Yeah. Great stuff. So, even if we get, like, characters like those, or they can go back and pull, like, Mocap Man. <laughs> we get yeah, they could pull some stupid-ass characters, too. Because <laughs> um, there's a lot of bad Mortal Kombat characters, like, obviously. Yeah, they just have to pull the roster from Armageddon because that yeah. pretty much has all their characters. Yeah, no, seriously. But I'm sure they, because they, like I said, they've got enough characters that they can do several movies. Mm. So, like, even if they do, like, Shinnok and Quan Chi in the next movie as, like, the main villains and then just bring in all these extra characters, like Baraka or, like, stuff like that. And then at the movie after that, they can do, like, a Shao Kahn versus Kotal Kahn, like, war thing. And, like, they, they can keep it going for as long as they wanted. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, the movie did good. The movie's doing good right now. Yeah. So it, they have plenty of potential. And I just think that's fantastic. Definitely. I'm looking forward to the future if they uh, do decide to continue movies. This Is it? It's by Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. Okay. I figured, considering they have the licensing. Yeah, HBO Max. Yeah. Okay. You know what? You know who I want to see in Mortal Kombat? Yeah. You. Why me? I want to see... What, what, what abilities I want, do you I want to see me, too. I want to see somebody kick my fucking head oh off. And I could finally experience death. <laughs> what uh, what abilities do you think you'd have in Mortal Kombat? My Arcana? Yeah. Um, fuck, what would it be? I'd get... I'd get a... I'd carry around an electric piano. Like the ones that they... they like from the 80s? From Back to the Future. Yes. <laughs> like that. Great. And I just, I play notes and it shoots lasers out of the fucking end of it. That's, that's... That'd be my arcana. That's so 80s. Except I, I, I wouldn't like be that. trained. I just have a keyboard with me. So like any trained fighter could easily take me out. <laughs> so your weapon is purely just your... It's, it's just you, my... You know what? You can super ripped just to carry around this like guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just 
it's really just for show. Like, it's, you don't use your muscles ever. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, one of your finishers, you just beat them over the head with this guitar. Definitely. And that's it. That's why you have the muscles specifically. Yeah. I'd get something, like, lame. I'd be, like, good with swords. Something stupid. Yeah. Like, I, like I wouldn't have anything, like, super cool. I don't know. I just feel like... I'd just be another guy. I mean, but that happens a lot in Mortal Kombat. Straight up in, like, I think it's MK9. Fucking striker, he's just a cop. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's it's good stuff. Mortal Kombat has a whole lot of material to go on. I'd like to see more video game movies. Do you have a video game that you'd like to see adapted? I would like to see another Doom movie, but Doom. That's a good one. I like the first Doom movie with The Rock. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hot take. I really fucking love it because it's it's just so. There's something about it that makes me smile. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a rock. Nostalgia? No. Because <laughs> I didn't watch it a long time ago. I watched it like a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, but then I watched the second Doom movie that they made. They made a second Doom movie? They made a second one. Oh, my fucking And it wasn't God. that good. It, it didn't have a lot of the charm the first one did. Um, I know there was two. I would like to see them do a sequel to the first Doom, but like, good. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I feel like at this point they'll just have to reboot it. Um, Which I think is, the thing is the Doom story, it's another one of those like video game stories. It's super simple. I mean, they could reboot it with like the way they rebooted the game. Yeah. Yeah. So this, because like if you do it based off the most recent Doom games, super simple stuff. Like a, a space marine going around killing demons. Yeah. You just do a movie like that. Maybe stay away from like the first, I know you like the first person stuff like a lot. Yeah. I think they should shy away from it. Maybe get a couple scenes in that first person view. Actually, that, that actually sounds pretty cool. Something new. But like with our technology today, that movie could be fantastic. Mm -hmm. The movie could be super entertaining. Speaking of that, this isn't, a, this isn't a video game movie, but definitely like, it definitely should be. Mm -hmm. Hardcore Henry. Have you ever seen it? I haven't seen Hardcore Henry. I fucking love Hardcore Henry, and I it, I feel like it's so underrated. Uh, it's a movie shot all in first person. There are no other shots other than first person, um, using GoPros and all that. Yeah. And I remember it came out, and a lot of people were just like, "Ew, this they sucks." They were like, "Oh, I'm gonna get motion sick." Like, "Fuck you, bitch!" <laughs> like this movie's good. It's got a lot of good action scenes mm -hmm. that that you wouldn't imagine from a first person. Yeah. Because they, they pretty much got a freestyle or a free runner to be their actor. Okay. And it's a silent protagonist, so you don't have to worry about him being a bad actor. Yeah. Um, it's more about how he interacts with the world than yeah. what he says. Yeah. And they, they have other actors like to compensate, like uh, uh, Jimmy, uh, who is basically the, the the another protagonist that works with the main protagonist. Yeah. Um, who is... An amazing character because he switches personalities because he's basically clones of himself. Okay, that's, that's kind of cool. He has, that's cool. He has clones that he controls from his own like little station far away. That's um, cool. Because he's he's paralyzed in real life. Okay. So he uses a bunch of clones to act out personas so he can live his full life. That's that's really that's a really neat subplot. Yeah. For that's like complex. I dig that. And it, it gets really crazy. There's a lot of fucking gore that you wouldn't expect from mm -hmm. this movie. Um, both with hand-to-hand -hand combat and with uh, first-person shooting. Yeah. And it's just done really well. And I'm surprised, like, 
I think I think it does have like a good rating, but not many people watched it. Yeah, and here's my thing about like movies these days is because everybody's gonna say something shitty about a movie. It's so easy to say something shitty about a movie. Definitely, I hate a lot of movies. Yeah. See, my thing is a movie doesn't have to be good to be entertaining. Yes, I, can, I completely agree with that. Like, I don't have to. Like, there's good movies out there. Like, Endgame isn't written fantastically. But it's a good movie. It's entertaining. It mixes up good writing and entertaining stuff enough to, as like a comic book fan that I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'll take this. Yes. And like then there's like actually like Oscar winning like Parasite. That's a good movie. That's like a great movie. I I've never seen it. It's good. It's really good. That's what I'm always told, so I believe it. Check it out when you get the chance. It's like there's real movies like that that are actually like fantastic. And then there's movies like. Like nostalgia based movies, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I hate those movies. I fucking love that movie. And it's an entertaining, it's a fun movie. I and hate, I miss movies being fun. I hate stoner movies. I'll say it right now. Stoner movie? What are you talking about? Shut the it's fuck stoner. up. It's a stoner movie. <laughs> I, I don't like Cheech and Chong. I don't like fucking uh, Too High or whatever that fucking movie is. See, that's the thing. That's like. Sky High? <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the movie called? It's got like Sky High. It's got two rappers as the main protagonist. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but my thing is okay. Also, Bill and Ted isn't a stoner movie. They're like bros. Like it's not like it's not anything like Cheech and Chong or like Dude Where's My Car. Like it's not like that. It's closer to Dude Where's My Car. I still don't like it. It's great. But like like I'm saying, movies can just be fun entertaining and they don't have to be like because not every movie's just like not every book is going to be everybody's favorite thing like there's people that hate harry potter me i don't like harry potter see there's people that there's people that hate percy jackson me there's people that hate ender's game and you i don't hate percy jackson the movies movies that's I'm, i mean the books oh when i'm talking about movies movies aren't good oh yeah i've never read the books like they're barely entertaining like they're, they're mostly cringy you don't like the part where they went to las vegas to, I don't know, do something. <laughs> but it's, and that's what I think people, especially with like internet culture nowadays, it's it's usually just like, it's so easy to hate something. Yes. And people don't talk about things that they actually like. Yeah. There's, you're able to separate what you dislike about a movie and like about a movie without just being a trash movie. Like there's, it's, it's a very black and white view of everything and I hate it. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 it sucks. Yeah. But that's, I don't know, that's just kind of the world. That's how the world is. So I, I think us being able to pick apart what we like about things and what we dislike about things is important moving forward with anything. Yeah. And I think that's just an important part of being a person. It's being able to look at the good and the bad things and then move forward with them. Yeah. But yeah, no, Mortal Kombat, great. Um, what, I actually do have a video game movie I would love to see. What is that? I want Assassin's Creed done properly. God damn it. I want I want an Assassin's Creed movie done right. I don't even like the games. I'm just... Wow. What do you mean, wow? Wow. Have you played them? Yes. They're bad. They're great. They're bad. They're fantastic. I hate... Okay, I played Assassin's Creed 2. I love when we argue. And that was... <laughs> that was barely a good game. In fact, I couldn't even finish it because of how fucking boring it got after a while. Oh my fucking god. And then they made the same game afterwards. That's not true, dude. The Very story, true. The story, the gameplay. I will say Origins is probably what deviated it. Origins sucks. 
God Origin sucks. <laughs> My issue with um, Assassin's Creed Origins is it's just... It's literally a beta for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It is the stuff that they wanted to test in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And they, like, half-ass the story. And then they put all the stuff that they tested out in the Origins anyway. in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I was just like, okay. Whatever. But I, I, because the thing, I like Odyssey. Odyssey gameplay is fantastic. The story's good. I think the gameplay But it's nice. no longer Assassin's Creed. <laughs> just call it something else. Because it's not Assassin's Creed anymore. Just stop making them. Yeah. We need to, we need to come up. No more reboots. We need to stop Assassin's Creed from procreating. Stop Assassin's Creed campaign starts here. Stop deviating the art. And just make something new. I'm tired of this dude having so many ancestors from so many different <laughs> cultures. Like, that's not how it works. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think they're just gonna... Eventually they gotta run out of time periods, right? Eventually. We're gonna be in, like, 1920s and it's gonna be... It's just gonna be Mafia with, with Assassin's Creed. They're gonna have to do the future at some point. I feel like... Cyberpunk Assassin's Creed. Essentially. Maybe that'll make it good. No, I hate that game. And I hate your idea of it being a movie. <laughs> I mean, it was a movie. Was it good? No. Oh, it's, it's almost like their source material wasn't good. All right. That's crazy. All right. Uh, that is going to be all for the Culture Cannon Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and have a good one. See ya.